Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. When we think of a bank robber wearing a disguise, what immediately comes to mind is some type of mask that attempts to hide the identity of the criminal by covering their face. Recently, though, a bank robber in the German town of Hesse had an alternative plan that seemed to work very well. Dude walked into the bank Tuesday, displaying a weapon to the teller, and soon was leaving with an undetermined amount of cash. But when police began their investigation, of course, asking the teller and all the other witnesses for a description of the assailant, it was actually something none of them could give. Even though the robber appeared in the bank completely barefaced, no one could remember what he looked like. Because... He was wearing a tie so ugly that no one else could look at anything but that, and nobody saw his face or remembered what it looked like. <laughs> I'm not sure if somebody's holding me up with a gun, Cliff, that uh, <laughs> I would even remember they had clothes on, to be honest with you. <laughs> I wouldn't be looking that closely. You're probably right there, yeah. Speaking of clothes off, Cliff, how did it go yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, your procedure. Oh, well, I mean, it's had a colonoscopy, clean as a whistle. Clean as like a whistle. That. I have I had no issues whatsoever. In fact, the doctor said I have the colon of a twenty-five-year-old man. Now he didn't say that. No, he didn't. He didn't say that. I know that. But you're clean as a whistle. <laughs> yes. Well, I know a lot of our wonderful listeners were worried about you, Cliff. Well, they were. They huh? were. They were wanting well, to make I, sure that everything was okay with you. Every everything was actually fine. So. And I don't have to go back and have it done again for 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. Wow. Lucky man you are. Well, congratulations on that. And you said, they said you were clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. That used to be my Chippendale dance name, Cliff. (laughs) Clean as a whistle. And now on the stage, here's clean Uh, as a whistle. Cliff, I got a thought of the day. I don't know if it's an actual morning roadshow thought of the day or not. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever noticed if you give a man enough rope, he's going to tell you that he can tie things down better and more securely with a couple of bungee cords? (laughs) Have you ever done that? Um, I'm not. Well, I mean, I've never, like, requested a longer piece of rope, but I'm pretty good at tying things down. Well, this week I had a friend drop by, and he said he needed... uh, some help tying some stuff down on his vehicle. Okay. And I said, I've got a piece of rope here, and I had a nice piece of rope there to tie it down. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if we had yeah. a bungee cords, I could yeah. tie this down more securely than that rope. And I'm saying, like, it's the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. If we do it right, <laughs> it's not going to. And he says, let's go to Princeton yeah. and get some bungee cords. And I'm like, I really didn't want to be involved in this whole tie-down thing to begin with. This <laughs> this got way more complicated than it needed to than be. Than it needed to be, yes. That's <laughs> kind of what I was thinking. And so, you know what happened, don't you, Cliff? You got in the car and you went to Princeton and got some bungee cords. That's exactly right, yes. <laughs> we, this guy in Topeka, Kansas, managed to get two of the things you should never say to a police officer into one incident. And without a doubt, should have known better. Police arrested 69-year-old Gene Sullentrop in the early morning hours of March 16th after he initially refused to pull over, nearly sideswiping a patrol car. The chase reached 90 miles an hour, going the wrong way on I-470. 
The Topeka officer in pursuit performed one of those pit maneuvers with their cruiser to get their SUV to stop and then immediately noticed the smell of alcohol coming from inside the vehicle. Reports say Sullentrop was transported to the police station for a breathalyzer test, but as he sat in front of the machine, suddenly refused, saying he felt no need to breathe into the machine. And then Sullentrop reportedly became combative, calling the police officer Donut Boy and adding that he played sports competitively in high school and told the officer that, without a doubt, he could take him. Never mind the 40-odd years difference in the two men's ages. <laughs> His refusal to take a breath test forced police to wake a judge in the middle of the night to obtain a search warrant for a blood test, which showed Sullentrop more than twice the legal limit for driving while drunk. All of these things Gene Sullentrop probably knew better than to do or say, considering he's the current majority leader of the Kansas State Senate. <laughs> I don't think you want to be taking on people in a police in, office. Inside the police station. No, yeah. it's not, no. I saw this morning, Cliff, that a guy in Florida yeah. was charged yeah. after he was drinking four locos, you know, that alcohol that's got all the caffeine in it and all the alcohol yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. He was dreaming, drinking a bunch of that. While giving Botox injections to people (laughs) without a license. Okay. He was just shooting Botox everywhere at people. And I read that and I thought, well, it's Florida. That's not real shocking. The shocking part to me is there's not an alligator, a python, or a machete involved in this story. There (laughs) needs to be one of those three or two of three. I'd settle for one. I would too. Yes, a good machete in there. Are you feeling well enough that um, your thought process is clear this morning? Well, yeah. So everything's okay with you? You feel like your old Cliff Ingram self? Of course. Okay. Why would I not be? Well, I asked that because we're going to give away later on these World of Wheel tickets. Okay. And we're going to spy the lie when we do it. Yeah. And so you may be asked to help out from our (laughs) wonderful listener. uh, Bed on the brain. Yes. So, well, you know, let me just remind you that it wasn't my brain they were working on yesterday. <laughs> well, if it was, they, they, well, you know where I'm going. <laughs> you know, <laughs> two things, Cliff, that drive me insane. Number one, anything involving a uh, math story question. Those <laughs> okay. are horrible. And the other yep. one is, yeah. you see, I use the TV and I think that it exists solely for the purpose, Cliff. Of me not having to read anything. <laughs> That's why they invented the TV. They okay. thought there's going to be people like me that they don't want yeah. to read, so boom. Yeah. But yet, I read this morning, Cliff, one out of three viewers of TV yep. turn on the subtitles while they're watching a movie. I'm not <laughs> saying a foreign movie. They're English-speaking folks watching yep. an English-speaking show, yep. and they have the subtitles on. Yep. That drives me bonkers, because the only thing I look at is the words. Yes, I'm a slow reader. <laughs> Does that make you nuts? So, so you get behind, I can, and you have to back the movie up. Yes! <laughs> that hour and 33-minute movie is like a two-hour for me, Because you, you, you can't read the subtitles yes. as fast as they're saying them. <laughs> Are you like that, Cliff, or does it not bother you? Um, I have some shows that I actually do that for. <laughs> and 
it's because the characters are British. And so sometimes it's uh, difficult to uh, understand what they're saying. And the subtitles are helpful. Uh, the other thing I think is um, if you watch anything like on uh, Netflix or uh, Hulu or any of those online streaming services, they don't have the same audio processing that the broadcast outlets do. And so the audio quality varies. And in order to either hear it, you have to turn the volume up so that other ports of the show are at an uncomfortably loud volume or turn on the subtitles. So I've done that for both instances. But now it doesn't bother me at all. Well, obviously not. Seems because I can I can read as fast as they're talking. Okay, all right. Well, some of us can't. And <laughs> we This new weapon now under test by the U.S. Air Force could change the way we fight a war. And all you have to do is push the button. The missile called the ARRW, or Arrow, designed to fly at five times the speed of sound, fast enough to evade missile defense systems. Late Tuesday morning, the state-of-the-art weapon hauled into the sky over Edwards Air Force Base by a venerable 1950s-era B-52 bomber for a complete test mission. Tucked under one of the wings of the big bomber, the missile soon being prepped and the countdown was on. There was, though, as you might expect, just one problem. The latches that hold the missile to the plane's mounting points failed to unlock when the button was pushed and the test weapon just hung there, armed and ready to go. <laughs> the plane landed safely, and the Brigadier General overseeing the operation later issued a statement saying, This is why we test. <laughs> Boy, how nervous would you be in that plane, Cliff? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not knowing, you know, when you're coming back down to land... Yeah. Maybe it's it could un it could unlock at any time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Cliff, I think we've got a contestant on the line. Let's see what happens here. Here we go. Okay. Hi, who's this? Uh Clint McDaniel. Okay, Clint, where are you from? Uh Olsonville, Indiana. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, Clint, uh, we're gonna give you these three statements. You tell us which one of the three is the lie. Now if you're not sure that you can do it. You can bet on the brain, and Cliff Ingram, <laughs> he will answer for you, okay? All right. All right, here we go, Clint. <laughs> Statement number one. Beyond 33 feet underwater, scuba divers can't pass gas. Number two. The otter's reflexes are so quick, they can dodge an oncoming bullet. And number three, Clint. A pound of ice cubes weighs more than a pound of water. I think the otter. Uh, what the was otter the first is... one? The first one is beyond 33 feet underwater, scuba divers can't pass gas. Thank you for letting me say that again, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can bet on the brain if you're not sure, and maybe Cliff can help you, or maybe he won't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll go with the second one, the otter. The otter's reflexes are so quick he can dodge an oncoming bullet. Yeah. Did you say that he could or he couldn't? That he can. Oh, that he can. Yes. Yeah. So you going uh, with that one? Uh, no, that's the false one you would think then? I'm supposed to pick the wrong one, right? You're supposed false. to pick the lie, yes. Yeah. All right, I'll go with the otter. Actually, that is true, Clint. Oh, no. So I'm sorry you didn't win the world of wheels, okay? All right. All right. Thanks for playing, Clint. Bye-bye. Wow. Oh, man.
<sighs> well, I got to ask because I got to know. Yeah. Bet on the brain. Which one would yeah. you have went with? What was I forget what the uh, now that we've we've talked about the otter. What was the third one? A pound of ice cubes weighs more than a pound of water. That that's the lie. Had Clint bet on the brain, <laughs> he would have been going to the World of Wheels next weekend. That is absolutely correct. We're ready to play Spy the Lie. Good for World of Wheels tickets. Here we go to the phone line. Okay. Hi. Who's this? This is Austin. Hello. Yes. It's Austin. Hey, Austin, are you wanting to go to the World of Wheels next weekend? I can't hear you. Are you there? I don't know what's going on. I don't either. I think we're going to have to go on to something else. No, as much as we would like to talk to Austin, um, if we can't hear him, we can't conduct the game. Ashley McBride's song there, a little dive bar in harmonica. Uh, Could you tell me what that means? (laughs) A little dive bar in harmonica. Uh, maybe we should ask the brain on that one. Okay, let's ask the brain. What does that mean, <laughs> it's brain? Not, it's not harmonica. <laughs> it's Delmonica. With a D, Delmonica. See how smart he is? See how smart the brain is? I could see where the misunderstanding would be there, Cliff. <laughs> A little dive bar in harmonica is easier to say, I will say that. Would you not agree, Cliff? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, and, I, and I'm actually not entirely correct. It's called, it's Dahlonega. Dahlonega. Yeah, D, it's even worse than what you were thinking. It's D-A-H-L-O-N-E-G-A. <sighs> Dahlonega. Well, if I remember, Cliff, from now on we play that song, if we ever play it again because of that name, I'm just going to call it harmonica. I'm just going to go with harmonica. (laughs) (laughs) And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Now, Cliff, we're all going through the pandemic right now, and everybody's hoping this thing gets all cleared up and out of our system, and we never hear of it or have to go through the effects of it again. But our Take It to the Bank's a little bad news on that. Okay. Did you know that more than a thousand Americans have gotten the Black Plague in the last 100 years? And on (laughs) average, about 10 people a year in the U.S. get the Black Plague. Now, with today's technology, only about 16% die from the plague, but it's still going around. I wasn't real sure, Cliff, of when the Black Plague was amongst us the worst. And I looked yeah. it up. Do you have any idea how long that thing has been around? Uh, no, I don't. The Black Plague started in the mid-1300s. <laughs> okay. That's kind wow. of scary, isn't it? Yeah. I thought that was long gone. We'd never hear of another one of those. But all of that, you can take straight hmm. to the bank. Well, I never expected that, Cliff. About 40, about 40 minutes ago, we were uh, doing yeah. the contest for the World of Wheels ticket giveaway, and we yeah. had a little bit of problem connecting with one of our wonderful 11 listeners. Yes. And that sparked this voice message. Okay. Uh, it's Phil McCracken. I think it's uh, absolutely uh, atrocious what you did to uh, uh, little Austin. Uh, a guy calls in. Uh, he's just a child. He called in to play the game. Had a little <laughs> malfunction there going on. And you bypassed the lad? 
and you just go right to the next caller. There's great radio for one. Uh, for two, uh, how are you going to pick on a child? Poor little Austin. Okay, we weren't picking okay. on anybody, were we, Cliff? Okay. Poor little Austin, my freshly scoped backside. <laughs> dude, dude has his own YouTube channel with over 2,000 subscribers. We okay? Don't, we don't have that many <laughs> listeners. <laughs> He's a media mogul compared to Weed and Clam. <laughs> Poor little Austin. Poor little Austin. Aww. My freshly scoped backside. Yes, we weren't trying to be mean at all, were we? No, Cliff? not at all. But if I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Which, you know, a lot of folks in Evansville, I found out, Cliff, <laughs> yeah. can't hear us <laughs> for some reason. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day, starboard number three. A little dive bar in harmonica. <laughs> no, it's Dahlonega, town in Georgia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number two. I have the colon of a 25-year-old. <laughs> Prove it. No, don't, 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 Bruce. No, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Forget I said that. Yeah, okay. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today wasn't my brain they were working on. No, it wasn't. And we didn't use the brain today. Maybe Monday, Cliff. Okay. All right. I'll be around. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.